great to be here. I'm very excited you're doing this uh, this podcast. It's a great thing. <laughs> well, there's one anyways. That's great. Yeah, well, what what first came to mind for me was, um, you know, I guess it's sort of the the thing of what's what's the most recent thing in your mind when you've been talking about this. And in a class uh, two Fridays ago, I asked my students, you know, what what makes education come alive? Um, it's a, one of our essential questions in our class, and um, you know, they came up with a bunch of a bunch of things um, that I that I think really really works for me. Um, so, you know, I, I guess it's more of a synonym, but, um, you know, making, making learning relevant, um, to the students lives is important and something my students came up with. Um, another one that they came up with that I really liked, um, was provoking an emotional response. Um, so, you know, really making things engaging and, and tapping into what is meaningful and what is important for students. Um, so, and you know, another thing that I think is important is um, making that uh, authenticity or that relevancy, um, that emotional response, being explicit about that. It's not a, it's not a trick or it's not a, you know, a way to, you know, keep kids in school. I mean, it helps for sure, but it's just, it's really transparent, you know, being explicit, like, here's what we're trying to do. And you, um, students can have a say in what's going on. And that's a lot of what my students talked about as well. So I think, um, and if you boil it down for me, um, uh, it would be, you know, that students have a voice in what's going on in their lives and they can, you know, they can share that through their learning in whatever educational institution they're in. Yeah, and I think. Oh, sorry. 
Uh, well, it's just holistic. Yeah, that, I think that that is great. And it brings up for me, um, you know, that, you know, it pushes back on the fragmented learning that a lot of schools do where it's subject based. Um, and there really isn't any effort to integrate, um, you know, learning projects, units, what have you. But and and holistic, especially it, it resonated for me because it when you said it, because it to me, that's a one word or many, but that helps it um, describe education as reflecting real life rather than you know, you know something, something you're preparing, preparing, for, preparing for or you know something you know, that's separate. And separate. Our audio got no. Oh. Can you give me a test here? Uh, yes. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Uh, yep, that's better. Okay. Did that? Did what I said get lost? <laughs> Toward the end. Yeah, that... Okay. Um, well, I think, I think it's really, um, it's really, you know, back to the word, it's really an authentic connection to community members and community organizations. And I say that with a little, a little hesitation because, you know, schools, uh, I mean, better, better said the teachers and the administrators in our schools are working really, really hard. I think that it's not a lack of desire, it's not a lack of skill to do it, but there are so many other demands um, sort of from, you know, still from the accountability system that's, uh, you know, gets stronger and weaker as we go along here. Um, but, you know, keeping that in mind that it's, you know, there's, <laughs> there's a level of impossibility in some, in, you know, more or less in districts. Um, and I say that with, you know, I hate saying that, but that's sort of what I see. Um, but I think the thing that is lacking is, a, um, again, an authentic connection with community members and um, community organizations. And so authentic in that sense to me is that um, it's not, it's not just a visit by an expert, um, which is, which is fine, especially if it's in a bigger, a bigger picture, a bigger series of interactions. But if it's a, a one and done of an expert coming in, you know, it's, um, it's just not going to have as much of a lasting impact. Uh, it's obviously not a negative thing necessarily, but it, it, you know, uh, you need, you need more time, you need more connection to make, to make change, I think. And the same goes, I think for organizations, um, you know, it takes hard work and you know, this, I know, um, it takes hard work to take a school as an organization or just a, consider a classroom as an organization and make a connection with a community organization you know, bandy about your goals and try to mesh those and try to make it a win-win for both groups it takes a lot of work in the best of circumstances. Um, so I think those are the, those are the things that are lacking. Um, now that it's not that it's not happening. Um, 
I think there's a there's a really good organization. I haven't been closely involved, but the Coalition for Community Schools, I think, is what it's called, and you know they're doing conferences and they're um, you know they're working hard at it, uh, and you know they've got a they've got a pretty big following. But it's it's funny, you know, whether it's that following or place-based education or sustainability education, um, they're all sort of dwarfed by the by the um, by the surge, you know, the the maintained surge of of um, demands and mandates. Um, and I think it thwarts some creativity, and I think community connection is a part of that. Yeah, I mean, a, a couple of examples, um, you know, the state of New Hampshire, I'm, I'm not going to do a great job of quoting what the exact program is or law or anything like that. But a number of years ago, they um, they went to a model where they were telling schools that what we're going toward is a competent competency based model. And I think it was mainly focused on high schools. And, you know, so so that students are responsible for, um, you know, meeting certain competencies, being able to, you know, understand or demonstrate a skill in certain areas. Um, the trick is even with that, even when the state department of education says it, um, it's, it's sort of still swimming upstream, even though they're the, it's not really a authoritative department of education, but they're, they're the governing group. Um, it's still swimming upstream, uh, you know, pretty fast stream or river, um, of how, you know, the history of public education. And I guess I am thinking in, in terms of public education more, but it's still really swimming against those, those trends, the accountability trends, but you know, that is on the books and, you know, it, it goes in cycles, um, in New Hampshire every once in a while it'll come up and, there's a more um, there's a commissioner of education that's more open to that and is going to help push that. And then there's someone who's less. And so it goes back and forth. So um, and I have I have to say I'm very proud of another Antioch grad and a, and a friend who teaches at a um, at an elementary school in western Massachusetts. And she, you know, this is just a micro example of progress. This was two years ago. So, um, what would it, May, um, 2016, um, May and June, she was one of the teachers who helped, um, educate parents and talk with the school committee, which is the school board equivalent of a school board, um, and talk about testing and what it means and, you know, how important it was to educate parents and give them the opportunity 
um, to say, we don't need our kid to take that test. Um, and again, I'm not going to remember the percentages, but that year, um, the wide majority, and I don't think anyone in her fifth grade class, but the wide majority of students who were supposed to test that year did not. They opted out of it. Um, and they chose. They they looked at things and they talked to each other. It wasn't like a rebellion. It was um, they communicated with each other. And as a small community, they said, by and large, people could still take the test. And a lot of kids did. But they said, you know what? That's not what this school is about. It's about caring for each other. It's about they have a great like, um, you know, health and wellness program where the kids are moving all the time. Um, they are doing, they're doing sustainability without calling themselves a sustainability education school. They're, the upper grades are looking into climate change and such. So they made a conscious choice about that, and it was impressive. Um, so, I mean, that's directly at the testing, but it, it was, you know, in a different way, it was looking at competencies. You know, it's like, well, what's really important here? And, um, and maybe there, there's a great video of her talking about this. Maybe that can be a, a link. Actually, she'd be a good guest too. So anyways, so yeah. <laughs> um, then I'll share that video with you as well. I mean, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's a good re it's a good reminder for me, too, because as I, you know, as before, when I was talking about community connection, just parents didn't enter my head. I mean, again, I think that's the that's the, the culture of schools that I've been in for so long, even though I've been trying to change things. But that's one. It's like, oh, yeah, it's good to get parents involved, you know, coming to open house or whatever. But really, they are a key you know, if you think about it in terms of community members or community organizations or community people, they are so key, obviously to their to their child, but to enrich um, to enrich the school in different ways. And again, you know, all this stuff takes hard work, but it takes hard work. But um, getting them involved in, like you said, in meaningful, intentional ways, sharing their skills, um, being part of a project on, in an ongoing way. Um, I mean, that's sort of what I leap to. Not everyone can do that, but, um, I think that that, you know, again, it's a reminder for me, like, you know what, that is not just some expert in the community that might not have a kid. It's not just an organization that makes sense. It's the parents that have such a wealth of, um, you know, skills and understandings, but, and also can learn so much more about the school. I think you're so right. It's been, it's been so separate, you know, it's been fragmented. I think, 
um, you know, fragmentation, it's, it's not just about forests, <laughs> you know, it's about, it's about schools, you know, and we need to bring that back together. Um, and I don't know, maybe it's never been totally there, but we need to bring it together. Right. And that goes back to your holistic, you know, description or descriptive word that, um, you know, and again, yes, that schools need to reflect real life more or need to reflect real life, period. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Yeah, a book. I, oh, no, go ahead. Yeah. So, yeah. So to put it in the context of place-based um, and I guess sustainability education as well, but, you know, so if we just focus on place-based, that is um, using the environment, um, natural and built environment and, uh, you know, the local culture uh, as a integrating context for learning. That's an abbreviated definition, and as with all, a lot of our work, there are multiple definitions out there. But what what's involved in that is, um, you know, connecting your learning to place, um, and that place can include the people, the the you know the stone archways, the buildings, the um, and the dumps too, you know, to figure out what's going on. Um, so it includes all those things. Um, and um, uh, the way I think about connecting curriculum and communities is a microcosm of that or a sub uh, part of that is um, how do you build those those community partnerships that, you know, I was talking about earlier. And so that's what that class is about. And diff a little different than service learning, um, it is. It's, it's sort of half service learning, which is, you know, your classroom connecting with a community organization, focusing on a some service project that also, um, you know, also connects to the curriculum, helps you meet those learning standards, whatever they are that you, you're working on. Um, so it's, it's partly that, but the class is also about how do you uh, forge, establish community partnerships? Um, and as I said before, you know, you got to include parents in that. Um, but I think the thrust of that class has been over time, um, you know, a partnership with uh, an organization. Um, and so that that's nested within place based education. And it really is the, you know, is the pathway 
so that that citizenship and that culture can be explored of the local community. So it, it makes it much more dynamic than, um, and not that this is a bad thing, but then just studying the nature, just going to the green space in town or the schoolyard, um, you know, you're connecting with a local organization and you're, you're, you know, the school is and the classroom is meeting its mission at the same time as you're collaborating with an organization to um, help them meet their mission. Um, and again, I, I keep saying it, but it takes a lot of work and a lot of understanding. And it can go it can go bad if you're really not putting in that front loaded work. Um, so. Oh, yeah. Do you want me to do that now? <laughs> well, I we're backing up a little bit, but, you know, uh, I forget what you referenced earlier. Maybe in your editing you can find it. But um, there's a there's a great book and I'm going to kill the title a little bit, but it's it's I mentioned it to you before. I think post sustainability education and environmental education and um its main message is that I forget what you said to reference this, but its main message is that um, we need to stop talking about these things as again, it's back to fragmentation. You know, we need to talk, stop talking about sustainability education, even no offense to the program, but authentic education. Education needs to be these things at its core, at its base. Um, and it's, it's, it sort of tweaks your mind because it, they're really – it's one of the only books I know about. I'm sure there's other writing out there about it, but one of the only books that just says it outright. It's like let's stop labeling these things. This is what education should be, and they make a really good argument. I'm biased, of course, but they make a really good, good argument for that. So that book keeps coming up in my mind um, as we're talking. So. It's, it's it's a hard question. It's it's funny. We at Antioch uh, this week, this Saturday, October twenty first, we are um, hosting a conference, a one day conference called Inside Outside, um, and it's promising practices in nature based and place based education. Um, this is a um, elementary grade level, so all the elementary grade uh, level version of in bloom conferences that we've been doing for a couple of years and those the in blooms are about early childhood so the you know not more than third grade and mostly like preschool programs you know forest kindergartens and such and so we've never done this workshop or this uh, conference before and what we're trying to do is expand that idea of early childhood nature-based up um to um you know, to the upper grades, up to sixth grade. And, you know, uh, David Sobel, who's a colleague and who, um, you know, got those in bloom conferences going, he said, you know, let, yeah, let's do this. And if we get 30 or 40 people, that's great. We got it going on. Um, but because of the, the foundation of these in bloom conferences with the 
you know, the early childhood teachers and educators, you know, we've got 90 people coming to this thing. So we're going to, we're going to fill it. You know, we usually these conferences, we do, a, you know, a hundred, a hundred people. Um, and we're doing them across, across the country, not in every state or anything, but, you know, Santa Barbara. And I think there's going to be one in North Carolina, a lot in the Northeast as well. New Haven back in June. Um, so th those are mostly the preschool ones though, but this one's elementary and you know, we didn't even, we didn't even have the workshops set up yet. And we had like 20 people registered. So I think there's definitely something going on there, especially in the elementary grades. And what, you know, what we have is a grant that helps us with this, of course. So that always helps. <laughs> Although we do charge for people to come to the conference. It's not a lot. Um, and they're not staying over and all that and they're regional. So it's, it's easy, but that I think is a really good sign that, that people are engaged, um, and that they see the worth in this. And, you know, we've got at Antioch, we've got a great experience and David Sobel's done a lot of writing about this work. So, so there is some traction there that I'm, you know, I'm proud of that. And I, you know, I don't, I don't take much credit for it, but I mean, I think Antioch as a whole has done some great work with that. Um, so, and in some ways it's paying off and it, at the same time, so to answer your question, sort of nuanced that there, there is some traction in that way, but it's so, it seems to me so isolated still. Um, you know, there's some overwhelming forces out there. I, I think we can, push back on them, no problem. But, you know, there's some overwhelming forces, you know, the accountability movement or politics, um, you know, in the U.S. anyways, different states just go in their own direction. Um, and, you know, so it's, it's all over the place. So it's hard to be unified about it. Um, but, you know, I think it's one of those things you, like a lot of politics in the United States, you ask, you ask about using the buzz phrases that are political and people are like, no, no, you know, states' rights, this and that. But um, if you ask about, a, do you want guns in your neighborhood? And they're like, no. Um, you know, so that Second Amendment question, and it's similar. It's like, yes, environmental ed for the United States. Should we do that everywhere? Um, and people are like, no. But if they say, hey, do you want your kids getting out in nature at school? They're like, of course. <laughs> you know, so I think people really want it. And um so far, anyways, what's sort of elegant about these in bloom and now this inside out conference is that it's, you know, it's these little seeds um, regionally in the United States that are that are helping. And there are other groups doing it as well. It's not just us, uh, but we're the best, of course. Thank you, sir. Um, I wish you the best of luck with this uh, podcast. Cheers. <laughs>